and welcome to what the fiction you haven't seen that all hey no that was adorable <laughs> oh you're so good people are gonna be so anyone showing up late needs to catch the replay because that was just delightful yeah i actually posted it to twitter because i was like i'm so proud of this i've been working for like a month on like this little animation i had this crazy idea instead of uh going for i don't know the uh, you know amazing animation that uh david brady did that i could do my own little animation and i love it so much <laughs> i can't believe how much work you put into that that's like 20 hours worth of work and development <laughs> and creation that's just that's phenomenal yeah i actually wow. have like all the little gifts too so if anyone is uh interested in that i can start to tweet them out and give them out to people like uh like Winter well, Soldier running and prizes to things. No, oh, just like kid. tweeting them out. No, getting them at all as a prize. That's uh, <laughs> that was phenomenal. I had I had a lot of fun creating it. Um, because to me, like although you know this show is coming from an MCU angle, it felt very like a video game adventure. When I saw the commercial, and I thought, oh man, that would be really really great to. I agree. Give uh, give. You've, you've done some phenomenal work there. <laughs> yeah. So oh, hello and Hi. welcome to What the Fiction Presents: The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> Why isn't it the Winter Soldier? Just Falcon and Winter Soldier. No, it's the Winter Soldier. Is there's, it Falcon there's, and the yeah, Falcon yeah, and yeah, the yeah. Winter Soldier? The, there's ah. two thes, and actually they have it like the hashtag has it both ways: Falcon and Winter Soldier, and the Falcon oh. and the Winter Soldier. They're both there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know which one I like more. I'm Marie Claire Gould. Oh, You're, I'm Kyle Gould. Yeah. And we're continuing our MCU coverage because we had so much fun with WandaVision. Um, and uh, but before we get things started. Yeah, I hope you've seen the episode because we're going to dig deep. 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 Uh, let's get our drinks because we're sure. still we're yes. going we're gonna to do drinks. But this one is actually whenever there's something directly in the episode, I think we'll try to grab it. And we were actually able to find this, which was so great. So during exactly. during Bucky's date. Uh, with Leah, he actually, uh, she's like, I'm going to go get some more beers. And he's like four deep already into drinking beers. And you can actually see it. I'll point it out when we get yeah. to the slides. Yeah. So it's time for some Tiger. Tiger. We are not sponsored by Tiger, but we, take that for a second? we wanted to try them because he drank like six of them. Yeah. He's in a, yeah. they were in like a f Asian fusion restaurant yeah. for dinner, for lunch. And of course they all have like the Asahis and the Kirins yeah. and the well, they. They this, were having sake definitely when they were during that. But during they also, lunch. because it's an Asian fusion, they have this. I think it's a Shanghai. All right. Is um, it? Yeah, it's. I, I, I think I read that I, somewhere. It's an Asian lager, is what it's called. It's born in Singapore. Yeah, Singapore. And which is nowhere near Shanghai. Nowhere, and, but and nonetheless. Like they is, were having sushi, so I was would have expected like an asahi or a, you know, Sapporo. Or a Kieran. But they yeah. instead, they had a tiger. And it's really weird because he call, he calls to it at one point. He's like, yeah, I've tried Tinder. So many pictures of tigers. Which is what he's drinking at the time. So it seems like he's just literally he, looking for something to say. He was making it up. Yeah. Like that's, he was like, <laughs> there's like people with tiger. Yeah. Oh, thank you. You're and very welcome. Yeah. We actually have to open them. They're not like. Yeah, they are. Well, yeah. they're import beer. Right, and you so, cannot twist off an import beer. No. It's not possible. So is this, is this like a 
clink clink moment or yes, a chin 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 chin, chin. as we Let's... drink our very first sip of the tropical brewed lager so it's a tropical lagering process oh. uh, it's uniquely fresh and full-bodied we've never had it so see if it's something we enjoy chin chin cheers to you let's get dig into another saturday afternoon of uh meta-analysis <laughs> deep dive discussion welcome you know what it reminds me of we had, very hoppy yeah we had beer did we buy beer when we were down in the Caribbean? Mm, and that, yep. Yeah, it reminds me of that. It reminds mm. me of the beer that we got in um, mm-hmm. Provident- Providentialis. Yeah. That was, that was a good yeah. beer. They had two different beers. They had like a lager, which is like this. Mm-hmm. And then they had a, uh, a cream, which was quite nice too. Award winning. Anyway, I hope you're drinking. I don't know if you're drinking Tigers out there. Next week, we'll have much more of a bro type uh, beverage. But this is right from the show. So why not pull it right in and try it ourselves? Exactly. So, uh, it is actually available at like every single liquor store that you can possibly imagine and find. Yeah? The, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's really common, popular. It's yeah. regular beer. Yeah. So there you go. Right awesome. From I wonder if they drink it in um, uh, the, uh, the uh, Crazy Rich Asians. I wonder if they drink it anytime in that i mean because they're in singapore for I, like half the movie it's probably like one of those things that's like super exported but not drunk locally <laughs> oh maybe <laughs> or maybe they drink it a ton there too oh maybe yeah anyways uh welcome to everyone who has joined us thanks for hanging on and uh joining us from wandavision if you're new to the show uh we uh, we talk about the show kind of in a different way, I would say, than maybe some people. We do point out Easter eggs when we see them and and certainly parallels to other MCU properties. But we like to talk about the themes as they're pre- presented, as well as some of the deeper um, elements of the show. WandaVision gave us so much food to eat on. It was like... like a five-course meal in uh, 27 yeah, minutes. Yeah, this is, more, this is more like pub food. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's very on the surface. There isn't <laughs> that much complexity. Yeah, you kind of eat this while doing something else. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay, though. Um, I think for this episode, when the director, Kari, Carrie Carrie Skoglund. Carrie Skoglund said, this is a six-part movie, you know, broken into three acts. I'm like, okay, how is that going to play mm-hmm. out? And it played out exactly the way I thought it was. I'm yeah. like, this is the first 20 minutes of a movie. Like, it's literally. Well, I, I was thinking about it, too. And they call it the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And this is really like they get people in a two hour movie. They get those two characters tight and like together real quick. That did not happen. Yeah. Yet. No, this is all just set up. It's all yeah. just. It remi- right now we're getting two different stories. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of the beginning of Infinity War when everybody's kind of separate and the attacks are happening and um, nobody's really together. And we're just kind of getting these separate mm. storylines. And I guess that's okay. Uh, I just kind of wanted more, you know, and I, I feel like maybe this show. More how? What do you mean by uh, more? I wanted more of the story. I wanted them to be together because oh. I think that their chemistry is better. And I know that this is all set up and we're kind of just waiting for it to happen. I think that this show, depending on how it goes, might be incredibly good just binged, right? Because then there won't be any delays right. between the different action and acts. Yeah, it's your of epic, the story. Epic six hour tale. Yeah. 
a lot it's of people. The Snyder cut oh. of of Captain America. <laughs> yeah. Sidekicks. It, a lot of people compared it to Twenty Four because it kind of felt like that. Like in mm. that, oh, these are the side plots, and then the next episode will pick up exactly. I think that where might be off. the case for those because a lot of those people who are talking about it have seen more than just the first episode. Um, no, um, <clears throat> I mean. The critics that I read were only allowed to see the first episode. Oh, really? Yeah. Because huh. this doesn't feel like 24 at all. 24 I mean, had that, like, oh, my God, the t- clock is counting no, no, down. No, no, no. no and... I just, I like, the first episode of 24, when they were doing all the setup, and then it oh. got into the danger and stuff like that. So I just think that it, it just feels like real time. That's going back, like, 15 years. I, I don't. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I don't... 24 is such a. Okay. You know what? It does feel like an action thriller in that we have yeah. this action thriller start and it starts with a slow burn because they don't want to put out the kindling right you need to be able to have the bigger logs catch oh yeah yeah and all of the character development moments uh of this episode were amazing yeah personally um i read a lot of articles about how the action felt very bland i yeah but those people are like jerks those people can't appreciate cinema anymore because they're just so jaded I know. Rolling Stone, how dare you? Yeah. I'll call you out, Rolling Stone. <laughs> write terrible articles from your terribly plebeian attitude. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, this, com- this coming from somebody who has who, who collected every month of Rolling Stone for seven years from the time I was 16 until I was 23. That's a lot of like, Rolling Stone. That's a lot of Rolling Stone. And I used to quite appreciate it, but I think it's a bit too juvenile for my own vantage point i i perceive i'd like to perceive the world through a bit of a nicer lens than rolling stone tries to offer they're still too edgy uh yes i think uh i think they did i I like the action i thought it would i thought it great i thought it did what it needed to do so let's uh two action scenes in this in this film i know and and i thought that that was a really good number uh, and both of them were kind of shocking and surprising in its own way. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. We were going to talk a little bit about the themes of the show, a little bit about yeah. the, how we felt overall about it to yeah. begin with. Yeah, like just so that it's easier to point those out when we sure. kind of spot them. Um, for me, I mean, the biggest obvious one was Sam uh, being feeling like... A, the mantle of Captain America and that responsibility that goes with that mantle and that symbolism. Um, He didn't feel worthy of it. Uh, He also doesn't feel like he's going to be accepted as it. And there's a whole bunch of like imposter syndrome stuff that's happening from Sam's perspective. For both. That, that worthiness. Oh, yeah, that worthiness. Am I worthy of, of redemption? Am, am I, I worthy am of Am I worthy of happiness? Am I, wor- am I worthy to just like be able to be... The hero that, like, the world needs, yeah. God. I mean, Sam definitely feels worthy enough to do the things that he's good at doing. But uh, I don't think the Winter Soldier feels like he has a place to do the things he's good at doing. Yeah. So that's really rough there. But outside of doing the things that he's good at doing, Sam can't fit in. Mm-hmm. Like he he's like, no, I'm good at this. I've got this. And they showed how good and how got this he is in every single aspect of his character, from tech stuff to speaking Arabic yeah. to then crunching all the numbers. And and it looked legit. He he's helping with the lunch and he's like, Oh, that line of like, it seems so much like my dad. He's like, We better leave, because you're never on time. There's either early or late. There's never on time. I'm like, Yeah, there is. There's on time. <laughs> Who are you? I don't like you. I don't like that attitude. <laughs> 
time is circular it doesn't exist so can we just it's, get on it's all relative <laughs> uh and then you know from bucky's perspective amends being very powerful to and and like it, this is this is uh redemption Mm-hmm. truthfully redemption and restoration yeah and i felt like it was an incredibly powerful piece that although you know and we'll get into it it's government mandated so he can avoid prison slash probably the death penalty yeah. uh it is you know it's kind of wonderful to see it kind of play out in a show like where he's trying to make amends for the past shadows of the things that he can't do. And, and we'll dig into that too. I, so in some ways it seems to me like the winter soldier, the first step for him is he has to forgive himself. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's capable of asking for forgiveness from the people he really actually needs to ask forgiveness from. Yeah. Um, He can't ask that question because he hasn't forgiven himself yet. And he knows, I think part of what was delaying him from forgiving himself too, was the fact that, Steve instantly forgave him, Mm -hmm. you know, like he, he's like, no, you're my buddy. You're my friend. You're my, (laughs) you're my my buck. You're my buck. And he, he never felt that way. And it has to come from inside. And this is part of how you work through all of that shadow baggage that you have. Cause he remembers doing all of these things, Yeah, obviously. Uh, And this is maybe the first time that, except for in civil war, which we saw the video of and we saw the flashbacks to that we actually saw this from his perspective too, which I felt was incredibly powerful. And, um, he's a baby and I love him. So, uh, Megan Bell is said that Bucky is going to make me cry so hard this season. I know. Well, I already have, I, I literally cried at one point. I did not cry this show, but you don't, you're, you're, you know, WandaVision made me inside. That's true. Yeah. Right. But you know, you get sand wet enough. It eventually will, drip through but nonetheless um i cried and i laughed out loud twice i unexpectedly laughed out loud twice and all of that was during the winter soldiers yeah he's so funny i liked the falcons storyline yeah i don't know how well executed the falcons storyline was in this and i feel like it got muddled with some of the back and forth that was going Uh, on because they cut they cut but like because i in my brain after i watched the first run through of it I, they were like very cohesive stories mm-hmm. when i remembered it but then when i went back and watched them like we're jumping, jumping all over the yeah. place and maybe that's harder for people to follow and you're not really staying in the moment with and maybe it's like oh this got serious jump to the next person yeah. jump to jump to cute bucky 100 104 year old man going on dates like yeah yeah I, yeah the, the Bucky storyline <laughs> was wonderful throughout, yep. and the Falcon storyline was a bit muddled, especially for what I feel like they might have been trying to tell us during the Falcon's storyline. Okay, so things, we'll get into that. Yeah, things to have looked yeah. for was, was they're, they're still trying to make that the blip relevant. And, and that is really core to the storyline that's happening mm-hmm. for Falcon. But they're telling other stories as well at the same time with Falcon and it gets lost in the shuffle. And then the blip seems to be to come off as this like callous element as well. And I'm like, is that is that really how the world's feeling a few months later after all these billions yeah, of people like, returned? It was, it's, I think I read somewhere that it was six months that it's been it's been months, right? Yeah. So this, I mean, it kind of works that it's after WandaVision because WandaVision is like, 
oh, like a month after by the end. Weeks, yeah. Yeah, it's not we- even like, like, yeah. The whole context of WandaVision is like a week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was a whole, it was a, one really bad, terrible week. Um, so I, I like that this is further down, like away from the blip, but. People are still dealing with it and then they're dealing with it really weird. And I want to dig into that too, because I have some things I really want to say about it. Yeah. Mm, okay. Oh, no, I agree. I don't want to um, rant about anything no, no, that no, happened no. in the Falcon, then, in the Winter Soldier story. It's all Falcon related stuff, no, but not like the character. No, not the character. It's all like <laughs> just weird stuff around the world and the choices that were made. I I agree. Yeah. yeah like it's not about that. Um, Stick around, folks. I'm going to get heated. Oh, okay. oh do, I, do I time box you? Like, do yeah, I say? I mean, okay. maybe. I don't think um, I'll And then uh, Sam saying, oh, when things get better for one group, they usually get worse for another. <sighs> Sam. Uh, that's a very like nihilistic mm-hmm. type view mm-hmm. and it's very odd. And I was like, like, don't you have the hope that you can try and make things better for all, all people? Mm-hmm. It was weird. It was weird. I know it's probably realistic, but yeah. it just, it struck me as such an odd statement for him. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, anyways, let's, let's dig into the Falcon and the Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. This title bugged the hell out of our son. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he was like, why is the the in Winter Soldier not bolded? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really? That's weird. It was odd. And he, like, pointed it out. Both kids loved the episode. That's neat. I didn't even notice the weird bolding and font choice coloration. He's going to be a graphics that. designer. I yeah, he really will be. Yeah. <laughs> Just one of those things. Yeah. I, uh, oh, I had a, oh, uh, so before we jump into it, because no. I, I don't want to, I want to leave this at the top. Okay. Something I noticed while I was reading all of it is there's a special thanks to Mark Gruenwald. Oh. In this episode. Okay. And I noticed it for the first time. And I was like, well, who are you, Mark Gruenwald, that you would get a thanks at the end of this? <laughs> Hi. What have you done, Mr. What Gruenwald? What have you done lately? Um, Mr. Gruenwald passed away in 1996. Aww. He was a seminal creator of Captain America. He was hired by Marvel in 1978, the year I was born. And he was there for 18 years, the entirety of his career. He created Ultimate Captain America, who is by far and large one of my oh, I favorite love Captain, Ultimate Captain America of all. And he is one of the advancing people of the Captain America storyline and bringing him back and creating him in a place in the modern day that had such a connection for people. People who are so disassociated from wars, but they're still picking up that Captain America book each and every week. So at the end of every single thing that has anything to do with Captain America at all, they thank Mark Gruenwald. Oh, so cheers to Mark yes. Gruenwald. So sorry for our loss, because I don't doubt he had many other stories in him. Mm. Uh, but that's why you see that name, Mark Gruenwald, come up. It's kind of like the Stanley every single thing. thing. Yeah, in many, in yeah. some ways, but it's more subtle because, like, so many of these characters have such a rich and storied history yeah. to draw from to create new stories of. He is one of those. I mean, nineteen seventy eight to ninety six is he's he's largely responsible for the resurrection of Captain, Captain America. America. And, yeah, and I'm glad that that's something that I finally noticed and caught onto because. Uh, yeah, that's pretty special. It is so pretty special. I want to read more of his stuff. So when we start out the show, we have uh, just this very quick scene of uh, Sam looking at the shield, 
Um, and Anthony Mackie in this is just absolutely charming and touching and mm-hmm. wonderful as like, cause he, when in the press tours and stuff, he comes off as this like massive goofball. Um, it's just really, really nice to see him act the hell out of this whole thing. Putting on a jacket? Just, I mean, yeah, but like it's oh, the little, okay. it's like the little micro expressions of his face and like uh, putting, putting the shield into the like really old holder. <laughs> that's my, that's one of my notes on here. Oh, really? Like, a vibranium shield oh, has a protective leather bag. You can't see your, I know, I can't, your, yeah, I, I did this so you couldn't see it. Um, a, yeah. A protective leather bag for a vibranium shield. I know. Shield. It's just to protect the paint. That's all. It's just to protect the paint. <laughs> The vibranium shield would be fine. The only thing that could destroy it was Thanos. So it'll be fine. It's just, it's just, I mean, you know. the vibranium costs scratch. Yeah. Okay, wow. fine. Yes. Uh, it's like diamond on diamonds. Yeah. Yes. I know. I uh, just, but, it, but uh, it's just to protect the, you know, candy coating. <laughs> it just seemed weird. No, I'm fine. Yeah. No, you I have to put it in a bag to carry it on a plane. I don't, I mean, I, I don't mean know. but I thought that that was very much uh, indicative of, like remembering Captain America because that old leather feel yep. to the shield, like around the shield. It's like, yeah. it was like, I'm putting this away. This belongs to Steve. This doesn't belong to yeah. me. I'm not doubting the fact that it exists and that it has a predication in in previous movies. I, I know it's there. It just seems so weird that the shield needs its own protective bag. It Apparently it was the one that, uh, I, I that Steve brought Steve him. Gave yeah. Him. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, they're, they're always good at tying those things in. That's fine. That's fair. I just, why is there a bag at all? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's so random. Anyways, I, and like people get like really caught up on the, how did the shield come back? It's like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. It's not, not important. The, yeah. sh- the symbol of the shield coming to Sam and him rejecting that is the important part of this moment. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Okay. Uh, and then we have our adventure, which, I mean, theoretically happened before he got dressed and, and they decided right, to, yeah. you know, show. I thought that was a little bit of an odd choice, uh, personally. But I didn't notice it at all. I didn't notice I was it. Like, okay, it was we're just, getting you know, ready. flashback you know, Tying things to Cap. Yeah, it was good. And uh, this was a perfect he could have been getting ready concept. for the funeral, but it wasn't the funeral yet. No, like, no, no, no. This, this, this was huh. him getting ready to give to go to the Smithsonian. That yeah. was entirely it. it. He's going totally to DC. He's, he's wearing going the to the Smithsonian. Suit. Yeah. He doesn't have very many suits, but yeah, yeah, you're right. So we have the group LAF that takes advantage of situations. Oh my god! Um, I hear that, and I just want to laugh. Like, they never explain what LAF no, stands for. I don't think they need to. These it's are fine. bad guys. Yeah. And therefore, we have to give them an acronym because that relates to so many people who call so many other bad guys by acronyms. Let's call them LAF and not explain it. And that'll make it seem mysterious and therefore bad. Come on. It's fine. It's fine. I, I like that we got like a nice cool screen with all the people that are involved and like like oh, this is the mission outputs and he's like yes. looking I, I, I liked all of that. Uh everything was beautifully shot. It was gorgeous. It had a story of its own and yeah. this is why they brought in Carrie Scogland is because she has vision when it comes to these sorts mm-hmm. of action oriented set pieces and it was phenomenal. But was it written well? Do we have any understanding as to why this happened? Or what's going on? Is it important? Captain Uh, Vassant has been kidnapped by LAF. Who's Captain Vassant? 
Why is he there at all? Well, he was. We're flying out of Tunisian airspace, and that the, plane you're looking is, at there is a U.S. Army plane, yeah. which shouldn't be there anyway because there is no U.S. Okay, Army okay. base in keep Tunisia. Your, keep your hands. Keep keep your hands. It's fine. Uh, so, um, I, I, whenever I hear Tunisia, I think of Tatooine. So I was like, they're invading. <laughs> they're invading Star Wars. Um, I, yes. Okay. So. This is all, again, Batroc. Yeah, why didn't they just say Batroc? They could have easily told us more. I know. That would have said so much more. LAF. We don't know that Batroc is with LAF. So, what is... But uh, Georges, I, I don't think I'm pronouncing that correct because it's a French name. It's Georges. Georges. Georges Batroc. Batroc, yeah. who is previously was affiliated uh, with the pirate group that... Um, he was a pirate. Yeah. He's a martial arts pirate. He's a French martial arts pirate. Yes. yes. And he fought Captain America and, and yeah, did and okay he, for a little he, while. And, and he was hired previously to steal the Lumer Lumerian Star, which was a ship um, in the Mediterranean. Basically, he was he he stole the ship so that they could so um, they could steal the files off of it associated with hydra this all happened in the winter soldier okay so why is this important it's because literally sam is walking in captain america's footsteps and fighting the same exact dude that's kind why of. it's important yeah yeah also they could get Batroc back and they, they could left, they yeah their, this is a captain america subsequent story and Batroc didn't die in the first one so let's face it again yeah Batroc didn't die Ugh. he also didn't die in this one that's he always fine. leaps out of the way at the last possible second yeah, because he's because he, he is in Marvel canon, the Leaper. He did which, seem, yeah, the Batroc the Leaper, and he's had some terrible iterations in Marvel comicdom. Um, anyway, yeah, back anyway, to anyways, he did seem like smaller, like he had like slimmed down from his bulky muscles because hmm. he was he was really big. Like he seemed, he he kind of got a good couple of throws in on on cap yeah he did and you know uh i liked how sam basically used his like wily sneaky kind of stuff like sneaking in uh you know fighting and then whenever he was fighting directly he's like i can't take this guy and so he ended up using his wits and using red bird and using all of the different aspects i yeah. i really enjoyed the oh, action it's a great action yeah. scene. it's brilliant it's beautiful it's so much fun it was a but lot of fun. you cannot think about it at all. If you engage your brain in this action sequence at all, you'll be like, WTF or LAF. Like, oh, just so infuriated by the scene because I started to wonder as to what's going on. Because hey, why? Proud, I want to just reveal something. I know, so I don't want to, but I want to reveal something that I did for Clone Wars. And welcome to Death Count, because oh. a whole bunch of people died in this episode, which is like, it was shocking to me coming on the following heels of WandaVision. I was like, whoa, people are like getting off right, left and center in this thing. So how many people died, Marie Claire? How many people died? Yeah. How many people do you think died in this how many overall people, total? Uh, was it 20 people? Nope. It was more than that. How was it? Are you including Winter Soldier's dream? Yeah, that wasn't a dream. We saw that on TV. Okay, fine. We, we're uh, in his head. We live in Winter Soldier's head. Is it 40 people? It was 33. Okay. 33 people oh, died. Oh, my God. We're going to so, do a full series death count, aren't we? That's what I'm planning on doing. Oh God. Full series death count. Oh Join God. in. Have some fun with me. Um, so, Marie Claire, how many... There's, so, there's three groups. The bad guys, 
the good guy, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, who killed the most people. Ah, uh, the Falcon. <laughs> yeah, was yeah. Hands down. He killed 18 people in his fight. 18 people. Oh, my God. The Winter Soldier killed 10. Oh, actually, it's only 31. The bad guys killed three. Oh, okay. Three non uh, three, three, but three were killed by the bad guys in this entire sequence. He's yeah. People now, are people are shocked that Sam was that like savage, like how, straight up so savage, killing people. How many helicopters did Falcon take out? Wasn't it three? No, it's five. <laughs> there are five helicopters with machine guns out in the tunisian airspace <laughs> that are be that belong to laf that were just en route because remember the plane was supposed to get over the border right the plane was supposed to go into libyan airspace and somehow these five helicopters just knew where to be so that they could engage with the five people in the squirrel suits anyway back to you marie claire i'll come back to my rant in a bit Okay, uh, Danny Ramirez is Joaquin Torres. Oh, oh my God, I love him so much. Uh, he probably didn't belong on the ground as eyes for the U.S. Uh, Air Force. What does he do? What is his job? He's like an intelligence officer, I assume. He goes where he wants to go, wears fatigues when he needs to wear them. Right? I mean, uh, even reporters wear fatigues in armies in like military zones. That's fair. So, That's true. Yes. Also, he just commandeers the truck and drives. <laughs> For no reason. He's like, oh, I gotta get him. Get out. And he just takes the truck all by himself. <laughs> yeah. But I love him so much. I, I loved what we got out of him. Yes. I'm, I might even make him a little 8-bit dude because I love him so much. Absolutely. He's so cute. And he's a certified baby. So I have given him <laughs> certified baby. Um, if he gets hurt, I will probably rant and be very very upset other than getting like beaten up by the bad guys but like if he actually dies i will i will be very 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 mad oh he's totally the baby he has to be protected and saved he's a baby he's going to get captured because he's gonna go too far and dig too deep and something bad trying to help he's yeah totally the april o'neill of the turtles of falcon and winter soldier yes he's gonna ask too many questions of the wrong people at the wrong time and get himself in trouble yes absolutely yeah uh and then you know we got I the, the squirrel suits uh wow it was and, so fun don't don't go to libya they'll blow you out of the sky uh, but i did like the moment when uh although i did i did look i was like okay so the guy's trying to vasant who's trying to rescue was clipped into his seat when he jumped through the <laughs> through the helicopter to get him his wing cut the clip. Oh, okay. No, okay. it didn't. But I mean, he I was going to be clipped in because they were literally in the air or whatever, wherever they were for yeah, that yeah, yeah, particular yeah. beginning of that moment. Uh... Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. But I loved it. It was cool. Uh, just don't think, just don't think too closely about some of the stuff. Cause all right. I mean, do I mean, okay. So okay. why Libya? Okay. Why Tunisia? Yeah. I, I don't okay, understand the your choice there, um, Malcolm Spellman. It, it was not mm. really... Like, Libya has this American, like, ooh, that's foreign and it's dangerous. But yeah. it's really not. 
And there's been a lot of American intercession in that country and in Tunisia too over the last 30 plus years ever since Gaddafi took power. And Libya is trying to make a new, a new go of things and has been for quite some time. And so to suddenly paint them as like this, we can't fly into Libyan airspace because it's dangerous is really hostile and problematic um, as a writer. And Hollywood, you should be ashamed of yourselves. You could have easily made this freaking Arizona and they have captured this intelligence guy and they're flying through Arizona because that could as easily been Arizona and the mesas there as it was some ooh foreign North African country full of oil. This felt like it was filmed in the Grand Canyon. Libya has Libya is the 16th largest country in the world, has only 7 million people in its population, and has zero rivers. It, it relies on natural water from an, an underground aquifer. It is like most of the people in the country are located in the one city, the one major city in Libya, which I had to literally write down because I knew so little about Lib Libya going into this, but it's Tripoli. There's 4 million people oh. living in Tripoli. Tunisia, which shares a 246 kilometer border with Libya, and that border has been kind of fraught over time. Not that people fight about the border. They don't, they're not fighting about being Tunisian or from Tunis or being Libyan. They fight about this border because it has been such a, a spot of like contraband and smuggling and mm. development. And Tunisia really relies on Libya for the import of their oil and export of their goods. Libyan people need to buy a lot of these things and so develop and pushing these things across. So this Tunisian and Libyan border is actually very well watched. There's lots of drones, there's lots of checkpoints. And there's two major entrances to this, uh, this across this border into Libya. And so I can understand that they would be you know, in you know, we can't get to that border. We're gonna get watched. We're gonna get noticed because there's so yeah, many it'll cause drones. An incident. And the reason it'll cause an incident is because Libya is kind of in the midst of a real big election at this point. They finally got their heads on straight, and it's taken a long time since Gaddafi went down for them to finally figure out democracy in a very small country that has a lot of oil. Like, did you know that Libya has the 10th largest oil reserve in the world? I did not know that. Yeah, so they're very powerful and the US has always been very invested in what's going on there. Why? Because Russia's also very invested in what's going on there and Turkey's very invested in what's going on there. And so what is going on right now? Well, right now in the modern day in Libya, there is 20,000 foreign troops from different agencies and different groups on Libyan soil. And during the pandemic, what? and right now, you cannot have a commercial airline fly over Libyan airspace. Why? Because there's so many goddamn mercenaries in there. They're literally trying to cap it down and keep it on the ground because they don't want people flying over Libya yeah, and, accidentally... and creating even more yeah. issues. Russia has a big play in Libya. They're trying to push to get, you know, more socialism, more communism in that country. Well, well, that while they're trying to push yeah. towards a their first democratic election. And here's America calling basically Libya the bad guys because we can't go yeah, in, we can't go across presented, their border. It, it definitely presented that way. Um, well, guess what? There's no American base in Tunisia either. Yeah. There's no American U.S. base in Tunisia. So where the heck did this plane come from? And why is Captain Bassant there? It just drove me nuts that they would use these North African countries, which are like 
Tunisia is the smallest yeah. North African country, but Libya is quite large. Tunisia has 12 million people living it, and it's a densely populated, beautiful place. Mm. It's got a huge swath of that northern coast. This is These are important places for world culture. And mm -hmm. you're painting them as essentially foreigners and bad guys and ooh, mysterious. You could have just as easily made this happen in the United States itself. It would have set a better picture for where things were going to go. And I understand and that you want to give them a, a global presence. Yeah. But it didn't, you didn't play that very well it, at it, all. It also, like him being a government contractor and like breaking treaties and and like all sorts of stuff is super problematic and also doesn't play into this being kind of any different than what the u.s normally deals with and how they're presented in media anyways which is they're always getting going to the middle east and uh causing bullshit to happen over there and frankly it's a tired trope it really is it's yep. it's tired and stop it stop it Please and thank you. Also, why is there a truck with rockets? Where did that get to in the canyon? What, what is there a base here that we didn't know about? Because you surely didn't show us that. LAF, yeah. are you working right on the border? Like, how did these, how did these set pieces get there to put our hero in conflict? Because it made zero sense that suddenly rockets are being flung everywhere and Falcon's like, ah, I gotta fly away from them. Other shows have done this better and have done and have at least established like con air did this better and establishing where people were and why they were there that's all you needed to do you you didn't do a good job of that all it right was beautiful but you didn't do a good job of that uh yeah and and like why was Vassant important like things should should tie together other than oh we know where falcon is now yeah. we know where sam is okay cool yeah, and it was awesome it was gorgeous it was everything you'd want in a cool set action piece it just featuring needed, a guy with wings you know it needed it just needed like maybe like three or four lines of like why is this important what does this matter to the main characters and yeah it's it's small demands but uh we understand falcon is yeah. is working for the man but as soon as you started thinking about it i was just like i, I couldn't fall i couldn't help but fall down the rabbit hole because there was nothing to cling to i know i know i know i'm sorry i'm sorry on to as i'm like what why oh no i asked that question uh, <laughs> there's right. a truck with rockets <laughs> Let's talk about the Flag Smashers. Ooh, yes. I'm excited about that. I, I love that. Okay, so the Flag Smashers, to me... Welcome to Pokemon Go. ...reminded me of improv everywhere. <laughs> okay, it also reminded me of, like, Pokemon Go, because you're, you're oh, using yeah, an yeah, app. Oh, yeah, because you're using your phone you're using and the app got, like... To, to get yeah. the Flag Smashers logo, like, it's it's throughout the world. There was that... The game before Pokemon Go that the same company made, um, where you were literally fighting oh, other people for it, the purple and the green. name? Anyway, th that yeah, game yeah. reminded me so much of what the Flag Smashers were doing. Yeah. On, uh, you know, uh, subtly uh, through an app. Augmented reality. Exactly. Like oh, I loved it stuff. so much. I love that. Like, he's, like, looking around, and he's like, oh, look oh, at I this. I found it. I yeah, found it. like, gotta catch them all. <laughs> yep. It was so good. But it did remind me of Improv Everywhere, where it's like, okay, show up every... Everybody show up on the subway and wear no pants. Like, so Improv yep. Everywhere is a troupe in uh, New York City where they do, they basically... Or did? I don't know if they're still active. No, they're still active. I really? checked. Well, yeah, they're still, they haven't been doing stuff during COVID, but... They got a pilot. They shot eight episodes and NBC never released it. It was so sad. 
Release this isn't this isn't the improv everywhere. Release show. the improv. Ev- Go and watch their YouTube videos. They are hilarious. They do like no pants on the subway days or like they'll show up and then like come into a coffee shop and act a certain way and they kind of set these things up beforehand and they do it all online they coordinate and then everybody shows up and does the things that they're supposed to do my favorite one was when they all show up into the new york times square best buy all wearing khakis and blue um golf shirts yeah they got escorted out pretty quick they got and they they didn't present themselves as employees no but people came up to them like can you help me if somebody came up and asked them for help they would be like yeah sure of course i'll help you right because you should be a helpful person in the world and best buy employees were really mad it was like well i just no it was the management yeah i mean yeah yeah it it was really funny Um, but so another one was when they went into grand central station and they all at the exact same time in the exact same second froze in place for two minutes right right and did not move yeah and then as soon as it was done they as soon as the time ended they just continued on with their day and pretended like nothing happened and everyone who was a tourist there was just blown away like what is how is what's going on and i just yeah it was really I, I liked cool. no pants on the subway that was amazing too so that um, is an ongoing tradition now that is over 15 years old yeah wow i love it so the, to me they're like the improv everywhere a slash pokemon go of terrorist organizations uh they're more like uh accurate or um anarchists they're more like anarchists right because they don't want government at all they want no government they want no without borders i don't know if they necessarily don't want government but they want a world without borders yeah they want it to all be one world and i don't think that that bookstore is even around anymore so i don't know what their problem is it, it did remind me of Doctors Without Borders when he was explaining Doctors it. I'm like, I don't know why my brain went there, but um, they thought it was better when the blip was around. Yeah. I don't know why. Oh, Aaliyah's like, falcons kill and eat squirrels. That's one of the reasons I loved it, because they were in their squirrel suits, and he was, oh. hunt, he was hunting them out of the sky. Oh, that's so... <laughs> that's, that's, that's subtle and funny. Mwah. I love it. That's Beautiful. Brilliant. Beautiful. Um, yeah, so yeah. Flag Smashers are uh, a terrible name which they're they're calling i mean that's from the comics right though <laughs> um it's right out of the comics yeah um marie claire pointed out that that symbol there of the red handprint has the world in the palm yeah which is super cool really yeah well really done cool design yeah. design element there and i got the feeling like i kind of wanted to sympathize with them from the get-go mm-hmm. you know these are people that survived the blip and they liked the world the way it had changed to accommodate for the blip with half the world's population suddenly gone and people relying on each other a lot more. Mm-hmm. And suddenly the blip have returned and things are going back to the way they were before because half the population has no recollection of the last five years. And so they want to keep things the way they were. Maybe the world had changed for some ways in the better with some of those people and some mm-hmm. of those procedures and some of those policies being gone. Yeah. And like, inevitably when there is an external threat or something that happens, people in societies band together. Yep. There are going to be some elements that will take advantage of things, but inevitably like humanity had to band against the external threat of Thanos and the invasions that happens in the story. And so like the shared humanity seems like something that they're playing to. They, they present them as the bad guys. Yes. But I get this feeling that they're going to, I don't know, do it's going to be, it's good. It would be interesting if they flipped this, the script a little bit. They really should. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, and then we, we cut to 
uh, Sam presenting the uh, shield. Yeah, he saved the day. So let's yeah. go and... I mean, I really got the feeling that this was the funeral for Steve. Yeah, it, I mean, he, the way he put on his jacket at the start, I, I, I made a note that, like, he... It looked like he was prepping for a funeral. Yeah. Like, and this is it like was a somber affair. This is a somber affair. And like, he's putting the shield where it needs to go. And, you know, we need new heroes. Yeah. And he, that, that, and means, even when they close the thing, yeah. And that means that he doesn't view himself as a hero because he's saying, you know, or that kind of hero. Yeah. That like kind he's of hero. A sidekick. Yeah. He's not the star. He's not the star. Oh, no. Guess what? You are the star. Yeah, guess what? Your name has got top billing. <laughs> Not just because it's spelled with an F instead of a W. And he um, got the in bold. And then and then we have this amazing like shot of him with Captain America oh. behind him in front of the Smithsonian like flag as he's you know bringing the shield over to hand it over to entomb it forever. Or so he thinks. Little does he know. Um in in the moment and oh my goodness all right is this is now the time for the rant or is that the end the i rant? already gave my first rant Do you, okay is it time like almost every single one of the set pieces for the falcon <laughs> i have a rant about so okay. the smithsonian is an independent museum organization it, it's not beholden to the u.s government they get to they have their own board they have their own pros, protocols and procedures if something is donated to the smithsonian the government can't just go and be like no it's ours and requisition it like they're literally <laughs> signed off on the delivery of the shield to the smithsonian the fact that that same elderly white asshole um, gets to just take it later and be like, hey, 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 you gave it to the Smithsonian, but little did you know. It even says, like, thank you for giving up the shield. Yeah, like, it was the right, it was thing, the to right thing to do. It was the right thing to do. Oh, I hate that guy so much. Like, condescension just Not dripping Not to mark this explicit on the podcast feed, Kyle. I, I said it under my breath. You did not. <laughs> So language is Megan Bill said earlier to me. Mm, well, that was fine. I mean, I'm, I'm mad. That guy's a, a jerk. Oh yeah, no. He. I hope he gets his comeuppance. I hope he works for LAF in the end. Um, <laughs> whatever the version of Hydra is now. So there's no real way that the government can just go and requisition. Like he has donated the shield to the Smithsonian. They have literally interred the shield at the Smithsonian. If you were just going to take it back. A couple of days later, why have this big ceremony in the first place unless you're really just trying to coax the shield back from Sam? It makes zero sense. Yeah. Zero sense. It was just a weird it's way a to... beautiful scene yet again. And great job from Anthony Mackie. Again, yeah, I again, really felt beautiful. something in this scene. Yeah, for his character development, I mean... Okay, yes. And you know what? That's... I mean, the point is the things that happen rather than the poking holes in the reality of these things but i guess in the mcu universe um you know in the mcu universe it is the uh that that is the way of things yes and once upon yeah. a fanfic it is the same shield they didn't they don't have the money for a new shield it's literally not even their shield it was a gift from wakanda, wakanda they don't have the wakanda, right like to made, this. yeah like it is the rights to this, this it's vibranium artifact. yeah like it's <laughs> no it's it's not like they, like maybe they had their own vibranium well they didn't make the shield with that vibranium that was a gift from the black panther to captain america and he handed it over to sam like the line of ownership is very clear here 
It went yeah. Black Panther, Captain America, Sam, the Smithsonian. The U.S. government is not any of those people. So. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful scene. Loved that moment of the this, this yeah. click. Yeah. Like I felt like, yeah, they're closing the chapter. This is what this is. They're closing gonna, the chapter make this bigger. and we're moving on. And then we get to go to the museum and have this beautiful scene. Yeah. Oh, what a good scene. And, and like, like having Rhodey and Sam together, having this like it was such a good conversation. Like, why didn't you take up the mantle? Like, you know, it's like, well, why didn't you take up Captain or uh, Iron Man's mantle? You know, yeah, Rhodey. Exactly, like I right? wish, I wish she had kind of shoved it back at him a little bit. But that would have been brilliant. Yeah, really well thought. Like, so why aren't you Iron Man? Yeah, like, like you know? why didn't you take up Iron Man's mantle? It's like you're Iron Patriot. Yeah, you know, you can fit in the suit. Yeah, you've got a suit. <laughs> like you know all the stuff. Um, he's like, but I like a bigger machine gun than him. <laughs> I, I, guess, I guess. Right. But like, I love that we saw the Bucky Barnes stuff from previous, uh, from from winter soldier mm-hmm. the, the, that's when this was originally and you asked about the i pledge allegiance and silence about the war f- like propaganda oh, it was, poster. It, it was all shown of them, four times in all this of scene. them were were real yeah, like all of the propaganda legit yeah the b- b- posters from the second world yeah war. we looked this one up because we i had like, to look this one up and there's really no writing on it there's no, no like no written up story about it it's literally saying like loose lips sink ships as exactly. you said to me yeah but also that you know a casual comment can be can be misconstrued or taken for what it was and you can you can do terrible things so the fact that you know your loved one is in the gulf or is in uh is on the storm in the beach of normandy if you tell that to the wrong person here in america that might get back to the germans yeah people are pointing out that the shield wasn't from wakanda but we don't really know where the shield was it was it was a gift it was literally black panther gave it to iron man i mean that was at the start of uh end game however it had been that one had been destroyed and then he went back into the past i i don't know it's fine what i don't totally doesn't matter wakanda. doesn't matter it's vibranium it has to be from wakanda. i mean it can't yeah, be from where, anybody else where, if it's running else it was stolen wakanda yeah, stolen he, vibranium he contacted somebody and he got some vibranium this shot in and of itself which um is anthony mackie like in the in the reflection of yep. the of the shield itself it's like beautifully done it's a great moment because it is very symbolic he doesn't see himself fully clearly in the uh in the guise of captain america he feels very um you know impossible like an imposter he like symbolically it's just it's just beautiful yeah oh my goodness it was Um, gorgeous like the fact that he was blurry um mm-hmm. yeah and, and the shield was was like yeah i can see him behind the shield and that's what they're showing us here mm-hmm. yeah exactly and and i just uh like he doesn't see himself that's what it's no. saying and i just love it so much it's gorgeous I- uh, it was gr- another great moment to end a great scene that had weird weird <sighs> you know things establishing things for it foundation is really rocky when it comes to the falcon storyline i don't know why it because it seems like there's a Ugh. lot of cool things to talk about um and it definitely does seem as we get into the winter soldiers story that they uh had less trouble establishing where he was and what was important to him specifically this dream sequence which uh made me go Whew. also he saves captain Basant. 
right? He saves the day. He does. He defeats all of the bad guys. He flies in and does all this amazing okay. Falcon stuff. We're back stuff. on Falcon, okay? But uh, just to, to end it. Yeah. So like he saves the day, uh, yeah. right? And then they go to the funeral, and he's like, "I'm not worthy." But you just saved the day. You were a superhero. Everybody acknowledges and knows you're a superhero. Yeah, like you get superhero worship from uh, Torres. Like he's like, "Ah, oh, you're my, you're well, so cool." Well, also that guy and... walks over in Arabic and says, "I just like want to thank you for bringing yeah. my bringing my wife back to me." And he's like, yeah. "Well, you know, we do what we do." And he's like, "Oh," and he said that, and he's like, "Thank you, sir," in Arabic, and he's just. Come on, you yeah. are. A I mean, people are pointing hero. out it. It is the refusal of the call. It is. It is the thing. It just yeah. maybe didn't feel as um, I don't know, earned or like. Well, his refusal done. is entirely internalized. Oh yeah, yeah And yeah. he doesn't even really talk about it. He just yeah. He's just, just like no. I mean, I think it just like they they do explain it. Like he just doesn't can't can't picture himself in the role of Captain America. But all they did was just repeat the line that he said when Steve first gave him the shield. Mm. It was just a, a literal repeat of that line. Yeah. As opposed to anything new. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway. So the better storyline of this episode. Uh, I mean, it just felt more stable. Yep. Yeah. Uh, better rooted, better, better understanding. And each of the set pieces had and genuine you're, you're, foundational And you're growing motivation. your hair out to be yes. winter soldier length. It's very lovely. Uh, just wait till I lose my arm. <laughs> No. Okay. Uh, oh my goodness. Uh, I just thought, wow, it's nice to have Winter Soldier back because I like villains and I and I thought that he was really, really hot in this moment. Oh, I was totally shocked. I'm like, we're in Russia and suddenly like Russians and the Winter Soldier's there and he's wearing his mask again? Why is he wearing his mask again? Wait, is that the red star on his shoulder? Yeah. What's going on? Why is he hurting I, but these I, people? But I love that he like the the intro is him like literally punching through a wall <laughs> and grabbing Grab. the one guy. Yeah. And then like all of the cool stuff, like the stab in the neck Ugh. and then like the grabbing and then the hail hydra. It's like, oh, okay, this is the, this is the past. Yeah. Graphic bloodless murder yeah fully 10 people uh and then we get the oh, oh okay I, we'll just I, there was one big. guy that might have gotten away there was a skinny blonde guy in a gray suit that he that might he have may... gotten jumped on but like when he comes in he goes he turns and he runs with the with the yeah. boss and i totally got the picture in my head as this is happening as he turns to run away i'm like that guy's not a good bodyguard but at least he lived yeah exactly at least he lived <laughs> nope that's a winter so, soldier. So he's a he's a half point on the <laughs> death count. Okay. I know. Um, well, I know oh my god, this scene when he wakes up. So yes. okay, so I want to uh. talk about this moment just for a moment, and that's why I made it super big in the presentation because I've read fic that li literally start like this back oh. in the day when Bucky is like waking up from a nightmare after all of these things. He's sleeping on the ground because of that whole speech that Sam gives in winter soldier about like, Oh, it's cause your bed is too soft. You're used to sleeping on the ground and using rocks as pillows. We see that reflected in Bucky and how he still is not home from the war that he has been fighting or the, or the, you know, kind of war that he has been participating in yeah. for the past century. Yeah. He definitely hasn't moved past. His yeah. Past. Yeah, exactly. And I love, but I don't like the fact this. that he's watching soccer. Yeah, no, I think that was just because it came on. I Maybe feel. it's just like that's when it plays in the middle of the night. Because yeah. that's when Americans watch, who don't watch soccer have soccer on. I don't know. I just, all right. Yeah. Soccer. Yeah, you do see the soccer on. And um, yeah. a lot of people have pointed out like, oh, my God, imagine if he had actually 
uh, gotten together with Leah from the Sushi Fusion restaurant. And they'd have gone back to her place. Yeah, he would have been too embarrassed because, like, he has two chairs and a TV. Exactly. Like, two chairs and a widescreen TV. That is all he owns in the world. And a blanket. He has a blanket and a pillow. Yeah. Like, that pillow belongs to that that chair, too. So it's like. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That. That blanket came with that chair too. I, I, yeah. The bolt as a bundle set from Ikea. Yeah, it yeah. was like, yeah, whatever. It's just. I'm interested to know more about where and how he lives. Yeah. 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 Although uh, a lot of New Yorkers have said that that's a $4,000 apartment. Oh, doubtlessly it is. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if he necessarily lives there. It might just be a, he's squatting, He's right? squatting in the. In an empty yeah, and New that York that house. chair mm-hmm. he had picked up from the street in the in the what is it uh, Bermuda Triangle yeah from How I Met Your Mother and like that other chair he had picked up off the Maybe street he's just sleeping on the floor in Sam's New York apartment uh, I don't think Sam yeah <laughs> Sam no, actually technically Sam doesn't have a New York apartment no he, Sam he has lives, nowhere to live he lives in Louisiana and all these people have been gone for five years their yeah. houses are gone they they revealed that in an Ant Man yeah. like the Ant Man scene when he goes back to his house and is like somebody else is living there and he's has to find all his stuff in storage right like jeez anyway yeah um so uh, it's time to go to counseling and then we go to counseling which inspired our background of course because <laughs> we loved it so much we're in counseling too you're in counseling this too is, this is our counseling yeah and then you know are you still having nightmares no well it oh, wasn't a nightmare oh my god i mean no 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 it's not no. a nightmare i'm being really clear here I, and she's like you're lying that's that's my voice she doesn't talk like that but that's how if you don't talk i write okay so a like a lot of people are like oh there needs to be trust between counselors this is government mandated counseling he's required to go there he it's it's going well he doesn't get Uh, a choice he has to be there yeah this is how he avoids his part or uh being or this is how part of his pardon right so he doesn't want to be there of course but I, I mean, we do recognize her from the commercial or from the trailer where she's like, what are you guys doing? Are you guys having a staring contest? So she's, I think she's going to be kind of, <laughs> it gave me the big like therapist to, to Tony Soprano vibe. Like, just like, oh, I'm dealing oh, with this. Lorraine, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just kind of dealing with this mass murder person and I have to make sure that they're okay. So she they is so hard. She's a hardened person. I quite like her. She has some depth and, yeah. and, and degree. She, she was a soldier. Edginess to her character. But like, I'm a yeah. soldier. I've seen the dead bodies. Like, you have? How many people have you killed? Yeah. I kind of think it's not a small number. He needs, he as as Dominic pointed out, he needs theater of war. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. He needs he needs uh, Brian Dorries to do a personal performance for him. Uh, set up where he can deal with all of his trauma yep. and forgive himself. Um, all of the camera angles were so weird in this scene. Like, up and really close. You can't oh, see yeah. the entirety of their face. Either, either straight on or, like, over her shoulder where she looks huge. And yeah. I, I included it in the beginning little, like, uh, scene for my little 8-bits because she's huge when she's over his over the shoulder because 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 it's all about the power dynamic she literally controls his fate so i do think that maybe she will play into him being allowed to be going on adventures in in the end right he's already required to he's like required to do stuff Mm -hmm. like he's required to make use of his abilities and service to the u.s government and only in that regard but he's trying to make amends 
and then um but but they also do the same camera angle focus uh close up that they did here with him with her yeah and it, you really have to rely on their vocal performance in this because you get so little of their face you get a with tiny which to emote face twitch with, from right? him yeah just a oh little my bit. god and and then the for the the smile moment, which is mm. one of my favorite moments in the entire like the double smile from him. I yeah. smiled too and kind of chuckled because I really like yeah. Like he's got such a disarming smile. And then and um, then we get into the amends rules. Yes. Yeah. How to make amends. There you are three can't, rules. Can't do anything illegal. Nobody gets hurt. Most important. If why it's the most it, important, why isn't it the, the first rule? The first rule. Yeah. Because oh, you know what? In the regard in regards to making amends against people who you have assisted in doing wrong then you're, you know, you can't do anything illegal about that. But, you know, people might get hurt. Yeah, there was a lot of anxiety and claustrophobia in those those angles because it was, like, very insular and trapped. Mm -hmm. And, like, he's powerless. They did such a good job of showing all of that with visuals. Um, I'm no longer the Winter Soldier. I'm James Bucky Barnes. And you are part of my effort to make amends. Smile. Smile. And smile. And smile. <laughs> And then we got like both smiles, which was brilliant. Yeah, so um, I did want to point out that this is very similar to making amends is very similar. Direct amends is very similar to the 12 step program for um, alcoholics and uh, addiction, yeah. AA uh, recovery. Um, and it's like a, a really, really important step in forgiving yourself um, as part of you moving yeah. forward and it's it's about one of the things that's clear here is that he doesn't have to recognize that he has a problem it's like because you know you don't you you are controlled yeah. by other people and we've removed that so you just you can skip those steps in our 12-step program yeah exactly uh i do appreciate that uh he is like look i'm trying like that's literally like the the vibe that we get from yeah, him I'm like i'm trying like you yeah. don't understand but i do not understand what i'm doing this for because i am not valuable to anything or anybody yeah he feels discarded he feels like in many ways like one of the themes um that i see in this is that it's just Yes, it was it was all absolutely a smile with his his mouth and not with his eyes, like you can tell. Um that that super fake smile because the true Talos, the ultimate meaning of who the Winter Soldier is and and who Bucky is, has not been found yet. Right? So that that whole conversation is all to get to the point of well, who is Bucky Barnes? What is he now? after all of this mm -hmm. um and that's what the whole amends is supposed to help him lead him to but he's not nearly where he needs to be from a journey perspective he can't forgive himself yet yeah exactly so it's literally the first step he's gonna have to take yeah exactly and i think he's only gonna do that with the reflection of like having hmm, having sam help him yeah yeah so and then Onto the list. I've got we to have a little list. We have a it's really list. our only Easter egg that we get at all in the entire episode. Mm -hmm. There isn't a lot of symbology that we can really like turn and focus. There's two other names that we get. They don't drop a lot of stuff and all of the characters are kind of already established. So, well, it um, kind of looks like there's two lists, right? Like there's well, the... it's just two pages of the list. Yeah. Like there's, I think that there's like a bad guy list of like, oh. these are bad guys who I helped gain power, how, who I helped 
put into power or I benefited. And then there's the sort of victims or their families list of a different kind of sense of things. To me, that's yeah, what know. it is. Um, I couldn't find out too much. I'm hoping that we get a little bit of them. I don't think they're going to really focus on it. But this, you can see on the left hand, the left hand side that there's two Kaminsky's. So like that must be real. I hope that they draw to that. Um, mm -hmm. And then we see we fourth down the list. We Helmet get Zero. H Zemo. Zemo, sorry. Helmet Zemo. Yes. Oh, I'm tired. Oof. That's okay. Helmet Zima. I mean, I mean... Zima? <laughs> Helmet Z Zemo. Yeah. yeah. He's the creator of the Zima dream. Yeah. Um, so we know Zemo's on there and he needs to get redemption from Zemo in some capacity. Well, I mean, Zemo's he, I, responsible if, for doing so many bad things to him. Exactly. And like Atwood, yeah. you know, that like his his consideration for her was to hand her back, you know, into the authorities, be like, yeah. she's a terrible person. Please take her away. I did like that. He had fun. Yeah. A little bit like I'm going to mess with her a little bit before. Think she, I'm gonna I'm gonna put like the the fear of God into her before I hand her over to the authorities. Yes. Like that's what he did. It was yep. it was good and it was I don't know. Nobody I, got hurt except for a hitman. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he he like punched him. I he's probably dead. He punched him with the fist. No, he didn't kill that guy. Okay. Yeah. Fine. He didn't that guy's not dead. Fine. He's not on my list of people who died. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then we get Yori um Naka Nakajima. Nakajima, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and which immediately cuts into him going <laughs> and and uh, having Ken uh, Takemoto, who is playing Yori Nakajima, um, the old uh, cantankerous man dealing with Unique in the alleyway. <laughs> I love. That. I want more Unique. They shake hands. He's like, it's like Monique, but with a U to make it Unique, which is just so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I love. Yori. You can't put your garbage in my garbage. What a great scene start. It's amazing because it's like, okay. Like, and I, I can definitely see how like Bucky like understands your, like they they did it yep. so well. Bucky understands Yori so well. So good. Like, yep. oh, just gives him, you know, and he's like, I understand. Pinochle, why not? Like, what's yep. wrong with Pinochle? Like, we get that amazing yep. um, intro to that. And then uh, we have. You missed the great line though, where he's that maybe laugh out yeah, loud okay. in the scene back with the shrink, where he's she's like, so what do you want? And he's like, peace. And she's like, that's bullshit. And he's yeah. like, you're a terrible psychiatrist. Yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I really like that moment. And then we get moved right into this scene, which is like, I love these next two scenes, the scene in the bar and then the yeah. scene in the bar again later. Both of them are just brilliant. We get like this, like uh, <sighs> ultimate wingman, like old man wingman uh, for, yeah. for Bucky to be like, he wants to take you out on a date. It's like, I apologize for him. It's like, why? I'll, I'll go. Sure. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I love her so much. I and, like that. I hope there's more yeah. of her. Like he, but he, I don't know if there will be because he just kind of leaves. He, he leaves like so <laughs> awkwardly. We'll get back to that. But, the whole um, is awkward, but delightful. Yeah. Awkward. But yeah, he, he's still like, it, I, I don't know. I don't know what he's, if we're get, we'll get more Yori, but I hope we do because it definitely seems like it's something that he's working on. If we don't, we don't get any closure. He still needs to talk to Yori. It might not be till the final act. Yeah. But he's going to have to, he's going to have to put his courage to a sticking place and, and go forward and tell Yori to make amends. 
yeah, Leah, Leah certainly seemed understanding and yeah, I, uh, I really appreciate it. Okay. On to, he got so close. Falcon. So close in that scene. I know. I didn't pay for lunch. <laughs> yeah, no, that's later. But boat, boats. Uh... Oh, right, because we cut back and forth so much. Yeah, we should have really just turned it into this one story and this one story rather than interposing it for our our watchers. Um, but anyway, yeah, the story then immediately flips back. If to... they keep on doing that, then I'll then I will kind of try to streamline the storyline. Next episode, or at least I at hope the end so. They don't really have much going on, so I don't know. Yeah, we'll talk about that when we get there. Nonetheless, it's boat time. Boat. And this is this is actually the scene from the boat we get later on. But nonetheless, yeah. this is the... Oh, what's the title of the boat again? It's something in Denise. Paul and Denise. Paul and Denise, yeah. The which Paul is their... and Denise, which is the name of Sam Wilson's parents, Sam and Sarah Wilson's parents. Um, in the comics, Paul Wilson is a really renowned Harlem minister. He's very well known and he's very established... Uh, clergyman mm -hmm. and he has a lot of claim uh, you know clout in harlem itself and i think they're drawing on that here to say that because sarah then mentions at one point my father was a great man and these people don't even know him um is saying mm -hmm. a lot of things about the the you know the sort of home the good high yeah. quality home life that sam wilson came from yeah and i just love the character sarah wilson like she she resonated like mom just trying to do the best for her kids and for her oh. family and is just so done with yeah. Sam Wilson and his like like nostalgia of and and this is exactly like the blip in microcosm right because it's like oh you know I've been gone for five years but it's been no time for me whatsoever. And so I still want to do what's right for my family. And she's like, I've had to live through this. Yeah. This is not possible. Like we have to let I these things go. I think she lost go. her husband before the blip. I think so too. Yeah. yeah I, we don't get clear and clear assessment of that, but it seemed like he was gone, not during the blip, but before the blip. And so she's been alone raising mm -hmm. her kids at, for a very long time. And he left even before the blip and he went off to become a hero and was in the air force. And yeah. then he wasn't even living in Des Moines. He was living in New York, helping other vets. Right. Yeah. Like he De was Delacroix. Delacroix. De Delacroix. Yeah. Okay. Delacroix. Well, that was Des Moines. No, it's Des Moines is in like Illinois. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. I mean, I, we're I'm Canadian. So Des Moines sounds it's like Delacroix. a place in Louisiana. Why isn't it there? You should Delacroix? really move it. Delacroix? They should move Des Moines to, no. to Louisiana just to make it easier <laughs> no. for me. Thanks. No. No. <laughs> Everybody just relocate. Yes, exactly. Well, so she's just done with, with Sam and his like, oh, we'll make. But like, he doesn't listen to what she's saying. Mm -hmm. And he does. He cannot. He cannot see things from any other perspective but his own. And Yeah. Both Sam and Steve's moms were named Sarah, which is, <laughs> you know, okay. That's where we're at. Ooh, Sam, Sam, Iowa. Wait, what? Apparently. Sam's sister is Sarah. Oh, sorry, Sarah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sarah. Yes. Sarah is a very common name. Uh, apparently, uh, Des Moines is in Iowa. Okay. I, I mean, I don't doubt that you're right on that. No, I, I said Illinois. I... Who cares? It's not in Louisiana, which is what's important here. And that's not where the scene is oh. set because it's on the ocean. <laughs> they're in the ocean they're in the ocean and and also they have a shrimp business uh and she's like i don't want to do this anymore i also need to sell this boat and you need to support me and get me 
so that I can actually sell this boat and survive. Yeah. Which is so funny because he's also like, and you wanted to sell more of your plates anyway. You wanted to do more of your plates. Um, there's a lot of foundational things that are missing in this scenes. I don't, I don't really understand why he's suddenly mm. back. I get the feeling like he's back because he has nowhere else to go. Yeah. He's, he's home suddenly to visit and whatnot. And they establish him so much. He's like, he's like white for the snap, red for the snapper, white for the other fish. Thing, yeah uh which like is, he knows his stuff yeah but he also hasn't been around and mm -hmm. so he just feels it it just feels like a little bit like he um and I, I mean i think it's entirely purposeful that he's just supposed to be kind of like like uh uh insensitive and not picking up on social cues yeah 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 and so like he is where he is yeah absolutely yeah he's not getting it uh, but then again, he's a microcosm for half the world not getting it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then we're back to the date. I did want to like point out that uh, he stops the lucky cat's arm. The so, lucky lucky cat uh, who's like doing his little arm wave. The winter soldier arm? Yeah, and he stops the winter soldier's arm, which is like the left arm. Yeah, the left arm is. And it doesn't, even if you stop it, it it's still going to go right back to doing it. It's still going to go right back to doing it. Very, <laughs> it was awesome. An awesome ad where he goes and like stops it. Yeah. I love that he, he brings her flowers cause he hasn't danced in so long. And you know, he's already like four beers into it when she's like, I'll go get you beer. Yeah. It's like, he's already <sighs> like got four beers. Um, just the lighting in this scene yeah, is so just... personal and so well done and they're they're like dimly lit but really you can see all of their expressions they the way they're yeah. seated to each other brings that closeness and you get a real sense that this is a proper date the things they say are delightful and the, the fact battleship, that she yeah. pulls out battleship because maybe yeah i i did i was like huh that's weird but at the same time i kind of get it if they're like you know, if the, sh the shop is dead, they pull out a game of Battleship that they can immediately just put us. That was really, really yeah. well done. And I really liked it. Yeah, I really uh, loved scene, it too. I, I thought they have such great chemistry together. But then again, Sebastian Stan has great chemistry with pretty much everyone he performs with. He could have uh, great chemistry with a wall. Yes. He had great chemistry with that cat. Yes. <laughs> that cat is a huge piece of him in the comics too. Like, oh. In the start oh, you're of the talking about his cat? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He's got his, his cat. cat yeah. He, he, yeah, his cat. He's got great chemistry with. He tells yeah. in the opening scenes of the graphic novel, his little cat's there. Yeah. He's like these these bad guys broke in and tried to kill my cat. Like like, it's like very John kill, Wick. Wow. Like they broke in and tried to kill my cat, but they're really attacking him. They weren't after the cat at all. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, but they couldn't really. They're never they, going to kill me. They need me. to give him a cat. What's he needs he needs a cat. Yeah. I hope he I hope he gets a cat. I hope he gets a cat because that's such a big part of the comics too. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so I love this, but he just like she says the wrong thing. She's like, he's just still not over it, and he's like, oh, I gotta go, I gotta go, and and tell tell Yuri the truth, oh. and he can't. It was a heart wrenching scene when she's talking about it too, because it was it's not something that's brought up often. You know, we do have titles for all these other things because they happen, but we don't have titles for something that's not supposed to happen, and that's that, that was really powerful writing. Yeah. Um really captures the core of both our English language and our inability to say certain things, mm -hmm. um, especially in a time of grief like that. Mm -hmm. And like, what's, was this, this, this was a long time ago, 
like there's so was was nori also blipped or did he come back and he's still trying to get through this like i'm trying to figure out the timeline for when this russian attack happened and i'm like you know what's important is that it's still relevant to now not necessarily that it was 12 years ago yeah. and then there's a five-year blip in there. And you have yeah, to do I don't the think we need to carry the one. Yeah. We don't need to do that. What needs to happen here is that it's fresh for both of them and that it, and it's causing that tension between a friendship that is clearly reciprocated on both sides between Nori and Yori. Bucky. Yeah, Nakajima. Yori. You said Nori. Nori Thank is... you for the correction. Yeah. Was, you know, being clear. All right. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, so then what's Talos? Because you dropped that like everybody should know what it means, but I doubt... I said ultimate truth. It you, did say... You just said Talos. You Talos. Said nothing else. It's the ultimate truth of who he is. I said that. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so Erin uh, Kellyman. Yay, she's back. Yay. So Erin Kellyman... Or her stunt actors. <laughs> I mean, that's her hair. I can tell. It would not be not her for that moment where she unzips a bag. I don't know. It's her. Depends if she was available and her, or yeah. her stunt person was there because she's in the mask. So fair. Yeah. But hope, either way, it's, it's still yeah. Carly Morgantow. Carly Morgantow, who is the leader of, or who is Flag Smasher, gender bent yeah. uh, in uh, the comics. Carl Morgantow. Yeah. yeah. Carl originally, and they've changed her. Um, so although they go into a big amount of detail about the big big guy that big, beats up Torres being the leader. Well, I think it's George St. Pierre. I think it's the, that's the UFA fighter. George St. Pierre is oh, that guy. I okay. don't know his character yet. I know he's in the show and yeah. I know he, he has a role to play. I think he's the, you know, the second to yeah, Carly think, Morgenthau. Yeah. Um, what's great is that they totally mistake this and they yeah. believe that he is the, the leader and she's definitely the leader. Yeah. yeah so oh, really they're an anarchist movement should there be is a there a leader, leader? Um, we'll I find know, we'll it find i don't out. know i don't know terrible name interesting Flag motivations smasher originally yes yeah uh i can't wait to actually get some more like what is she all about we only got like a brief two seconds of her unzipping a thing and handing um handing the mask yeah out which the masks were really cool too they were I liked so them. cool yeah i loved them so much yeah. yeah, it was a great scene, great moment, great uh, piece to further mm-hmm. the bad guys and our secondary characters to, to say well, things are happening. Because they're not really doing good things because they all get the message like uh, Ren, which is run. In German, yep. In, yeah, and then the the bank, is you know, he jumps down with the two duffel bags and runs. And honestly, if there are any banks in the world that deserve to be robbed... It's Cayman Island banks and Swiss banks. So really, like, if you're stealing from Swiss banks, that's probably a good thing. That's all probably Nazi money anyway. <laughs> yeah. Like, no jokes. Like, this, this is a good bank to steal from. Like, this is, if you're going to be the flag smashers, are, you need are, to... Is he yeah. in Switzerland? Did we that's, find it? This is Switzerland. Oh, yeah, okay. He's he's in, okay. Yeah, it's probably... it. I mean, I, I just get the feeling like we're going to find out that they have more complicated motivations than we're giving them credit for, so... I hope so. I, I hope, agree. I hope. I hope that's what we get. Yeah. Um, and then we get the cool like he eats that guy across the street, and like we'll get into it like when they talk a l- about the scene, which is you know recorded on his phone. Um, the unsaid things that they say. Oh. Um, and then we get the you know flashback to um, 
Sam, okay, I you need to time box this rant because okay, I'll be really quick. Yeah. This scene sucks. This banker guy sucks. He doesn't like he doesn't have a computer that he consults. He doesn't enter in any numbers in. He only idly flips through the math. He, oh, look at all the numbers you presented me with. Well, I couldn't give something to someone with numbers. Um, you haven't done anything for the last five years. Come on, buddy. Like, obviously, he yeah, is, must have been one of the blips. I'm just floored that there would be this level of uh, of of lack of well, care. And he's been working for six months on government contracts. Like that's enough time to be applicable for a loan. Exactly. He has outstanding government contracts that are still in place and they are longstanding and have been going on. Like, come on. Like he's an Avenger and you're still going to, I mean, all he has to say is thanks for saying no to me. I'm just going to go across the street to the paper to let them know that a struggling fisher boat that is being, that, that we're in a, a former Avenger who saved the world has been de denied on a loan. Like, he, oh, but can I get a selfie? What? This is what this is. This is what you're going to present us with and get it. I get it. Because this is how the world works. This happens as as a banker, as a former banker. This happens all the time. I'm just like so frustrated by the scene, by the, I guess at the end, the reality of it. Because you've, con you've condensed down into three minutes shit that happens all the time. And yes, in this instance, it's happening to the people who have been blipped. But honestly, it happened so much in my time as a banker where this guy here, he's got his, his electrical engineering degree. We'll give him a loan. But that guy over there with the long established career at the Cargill meat plant, we, we won't give him a loan. Yeah, I know. I know. And uh, like manual labor, et cetera, is, is very, is treated like garbage in um, the banking industry. I, my frustration with this is that um, although, you know, to, to Rhodey's point earlier on in the show, oh, everything is broken and they're just looking for somebody to fix it. Um, I'm sorry, but things actually seem so much worse under COVID and what we've mm -hmm. experienced as a society and like, the fact that it's accentuated the differential between uh you know people who have no money to exist and people who are just consuming that wealth and yeah it is kind of trying it taps into that in this moment it's just so much worse for so many people especially with racial tensions and uh the inequity of this long-standing institutionalized racism that exists in the world and like it just feels like it falls flat because actually we see worse stuff day to day in our news and i just can't i was so frustrated i just i wanted I just economically, it made zero sense that they'd be unwilling to do the loan and they would de he would deny them so quickly it without just, even yeah, going like, for I'm approval. Like, wouldn't, they, wouldn't they have like some sort of regulation that would come in for blipped people? Kind of like how they dealt with... Exactly. They, they, they glossed it over a lot in in Spider-Man Far From Home yeah. because they made so many exceptions for these kids that were blipped. It's like, is Louisiana that much different than New York? I guess. I, I guess. I, I, don't, I don't know. know. It I was so, so offended. Weird. But... 
I realize I'm supposed to be offended. I just didn't like how the scene was established and I don't like what the motivation is. And then there was a secondary part to that scene that I think has been cut for time or something that I think would have given even more because all we got from Sarah the entire time is her pushing against Sam. Sam's like, I know it's right. No, you really don't. And you need to stop. But okay, I guess Big Brother's going to come and save the day again. It's not going to happen. Um, that's all we really got from her. And I think we would have gotten more from her if we gotten that other scene, which yeah. I think you have a picture of. Um, but yeah. still at the bank, we are supposed to see, you know, it's hard to be a hero. And like Sam how, doesn't how have do, a How place. do heroes afford? It's like, well, obviously the Avengers had places to live or at least subsidies from Stark Industries. And like this makes Pepper Potts seem like an absolute jerk, um, you know, for how she's treated the Avengers who went away with Steve and then came back and saved the that planet also it makes the whole world seem like a bunch of jerks yeah. it's like oh we live on charity it's like what okay the world seems really screwed up just particularly in that way and actually less screwed up than it actually is nowadays i don't understand it's that just concept weird of relying on goodwill for a superhero and <sighs> granted this is at a time when the sokovian cords are in accords are in place and you have to like identify who you are as a hero with the government but i mean the, now he's working as a, like a and he has like government a, contracts i don't understand you haven't done anything for the last five years what you now know i'm the falcon you've got to know I got blipped, buddy. Like, there's been stories about me. What the heck? I Anyway, all that to say, Sam doesn't have a place. Yeah. And he doesn't know That's where his place is. That's the thing we're is. supposed to get out of this. And also that the world is unfair. And, and things are really, like, not settling back into... People don't know where they're supposed to be. And we have entire groups. And it on the macrocosm with, this, with the Flag Smashers wanting to destroy things to back to the blip time. And, like, people who don't want that. <laughs> Low-end and... bankers who just want things back to during the blip time. Like, he was like, it would just be so easier if we went back to the blip sort of attitude. Like, all right, you want... But oh, the means of production gosh. would immediately have ramped up with all the people who have suddenly reappeared. The amount of consume, consuming of goods and services would have suddenly gone up with all the people that suddenly reappeared. Like, even if I just marvel, you've really created a huge stick point for the fourth phase with this blip. Like, they're just trying to move past it. <laughs> they're like, we kind of deal with it, but we kind of don't want to. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, uh, the it's funny, though, because they've already done this once before with the, the Heroes Reborn storylines, which I'm just realizing, which led to the Ultimates in the end and a creation of a whole new universe when they had like Heroes Reborn. Mm -hmm. They were all gone and they all came back and they restarted all their books. And they're like, how are things different? They, they've already done this once before. They should, like in the figure, comics? they should be able to figure out how to make it work this time and give us some genuine things to think about from a science fiction perspective. Anyway. Moving on. Um, so we have this scene outside, which, you know, Sarah's like, I told you so, Sam. Um, and like they're delivering these food, which the boxes are completely empty. And it, it it's very Sam apparent. Sam a great job of like, oh, these are heavy. I'm picking up lots. Yeah, whereas... But she literally picks them up with three fingers. <laughs> She's and like, like, yep. Uh, yeah, it's fine. Uh, just those like little things that you notice when you've watched the show like three times yeah. to take slides and notes and stuff. Um, but they seem to be delivering it to a bunch of uh, white people camping out in a parking lot. And I was yeah, like, there's just a bunch of people camping out. We got, it was, yeah, they're, they're literal tents that are set up and weird. they are put directly between, like we have our, our Falcon and Winter Soldier here. 
You're supposed to be drawn to that. You're they're in between the conversation like, right that, Fal that Falcon and Sarah are having, and so this must be relevant. And they then pick up the boxes, and you would think like if that wasn't really relevant, then it was just a missed shot that they would have turned away from it. But they literally take the boxes and walk towards them. It was weird. So and I was like, what? Where are these boxes going to? Why do they have so many boxes of food already set up? And also, those are in paper things and they had an hour before their appointment and they were already serving them Maybe gross. paper things would have been like completely destroyed by that point but okay especially since they're serving things from pots but okay i that's not really the point the point here is i think that they're making a delivery to a food bank uh, because that's something that they do is that they put put well, food together she was, she was also saying that they they you know keep these for the the shelter or whatever yeah. like so she like it but but this seemed like it was a deal that they had made. made food that they were delivering and it looked like to people in need i know it was oh, i wonder if those were blip people that don't have homes i think you're thinking too deeply for the show right now but i mean the, honestly it's a bunch I of mean, tents set okay, up okay, in the okay, 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 yeah. you feel like there would probably be more people than that i mean it could be but this could just be one outreach point in Des Moines. I, they didn't. Des Moines? No, because that's in Iowa. Delacroix. And, and a Des Moines wouldn't be the location for this because there's an ocean here. So it has to be in Delacroix, which I know very well. Yeah. <laughs> that's the case. It, it was weird. Um, she only wanted it to work a day or two. Uh, yeah, Pepper Potts gets a bad rep. Or she doesn't. And she deserves all of this censure. Uh, yep. And then we get the, hey, text message uh, from um torres who's like hey can you get to a secure line and he watches the video and then he cuts off he cuts him off just before he says do you think that this could be yeah thanks for that <laughs> da, da, da. and a lot of people have been filling in the blanks with this it's like do you think that this could be supers do you think that this could be mutants do you think that this could be stuff i think they're just gonna say that these people inject cool stuff into them to become stronger i think that's what they're gonna say because we've seen like aaron kellyman's character carly fight in one of the um trailers and she beats the crap out of uh bucky and i included that in my little intro thing because i loved it so much uh so i like them bouncing I, in the car i i do think that they will probably tie something into yeah. how they're you know, they're more super i I seriously think if they're going to include mutants, it's going to be in a movie. It's not I don't think be in this show. Yeah, I don't think that they're going to include it in in something. Let's like like they're they're gonna they're gonna keep the high, you know, changing of the universe moments for mm -hmm. movies. So mm -hmm. just wait. It's this is about Sam and Bucky and mm -hmm. dealing with their emotions through the pieces, and for the most part. Minus kind of some of the universal universes. Oh, we just kind of have to not think about them a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. The universe's issues. Yeah. Um, I love the emotions. I love the character development of all of these things. And then, you know, Sarah comes in and is like, oh, my God, Sam, we need to turn on the television because mm -hmm. look what's just happened. Oh, my God. We're at that point already. Yeah. Ugh. So I just, I want to, you know, they were, he was late 
to get there to get the costume on they're like the press release is starting and he's like oh i was i'm so sorry i was doing some 10 10 ton bench it's presses like, it's been like one day here. since he dropped off the exactly shield. like it's been no time whatsoever like might have been more than a day but anyway it's like, literally it's, not uh, any time at all for us and they're like they're like they, they literally come over and just smash the helmet down on his, his head ears, his and he little comes ears. out and he's like, I didn't smile. He's like, I can't. My face is killing me right now. The helmet looked too small in this. Scene. It looked like it or it was maybe too big. And they just yeah. literally crammed it down. And his poor ears are now squished underneath it and sticking out. And the helmet's like literally over the top of his eyeballs. And he looks so much better I, in the poster. I'm just, I'm just wondering if maybe that was purposeful because, because like no time I mean, has passed. And then they're like, oh, I guess you're going to be the new Captain America. He's like, okay. Yeah. And he tries on like, you know, uh, he tries on Steve's helmet and Steve's like, Steve's helmet. He's got like a bigger <laughs> head. And he's like, Burp! like, yeah, it didn't, it didn't fit. But I, I loved how it was the U.S. agent's um or uh, yeah his outfit um without yeah. the white there's really one of the clear delineations is not much white in his outfit mm -hmm. and uh it looks like that uh, marching band brocade across the yeah. front like, nah, nah, and and i hate him so much already everyone's and what's like great i punch everyone hates him here's a character that has said zero words he has just smiles three seconds and winks and winks oh yeah he winks yeah yeah. So three seconds of screen time and everyone hates him already. Yeah. Wow. Cap is back. And then they really it, did pick in, the best actor for this. Oh, he's so good. He's so good at being so immediately hated. I know. Uh, and then on that, it says manufactured hero. Manufactured hero. Or manufactured hero. And so was Captain America. Right. But at the same time, he wasn't because he was picked. This guy would have been like, you know, the like I was talking to you about this from First Avengers. Right. Johnny Walker is the first guy that they're like all the brass wants. But the scientist from Germany, yeah. the uh, Jewish scientist from Germany is like, Schmidt. No, that's no, not Schmidt. the guy. Schmidt was the Red Skull. That's the guy. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. Um, the 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 co-star, the the support guy in the Devil Wears Prada. Yes. <laughs> Stanley Tucci. Yes. Yes. Uh uh, yes, yeah, such a punchable face. Um, again, we went I in. I hope so. I really hope it's like nonstop, just like <laughs> speed bagged throughout the entire series. Well, we we went into this in in the pre-show, which you can go back and watch it. A lot of the stuff that we talked about suddenly came out in articles that week, which was really <laughs> it was fun. So funny to read We're about like, that. Hey, we talked about that. Hey, we talked about that. Um, but I did uh, I did talk about how um, actually on Twitter that. This actor who was in Goon, uh, Last of the Enforcers, plays an, a bad guy in that. And he's like, I, I really love it when I get to play a complicated and empathetic villain. And I'm like, wow, if everybody hates you right off the bat and you're going to turn that character into empathetic... I'm so excited. I'm so excited that like we might actually empathize with Johnny Walker and that might be part of the twist of this show compared to what we know from the comics. I also hope that the Flag Smashers are not what we think they are on surface. I know Zemo is going to be kind of what he is because yeah. he's very... He's already yeah. Zemo. Yeah. I, but it seems also that he's Zemo's not really tied to the Flag Smashers. Ah. Uh... Right? Those masks did not seem no, like no, the no, purple... No. I mean... 
I don't, I don't know. Like we don't know. We have so much. We don't know. I'm much more excited now as a result of that. And also like, so we saw in the, so we saw. I wonder if Zemo's really just there as a, as a commercial, you know, confusing piece. It's like the, uh, like the Mandarin. It's a mislead. Yeah. Mandarin in Iron Man 3. Hmm. That would be interesting. That would be, that would be really cool. It Uh, just gives Carly Morgenthau higher billing in my opinion. Yeah. Which is. Uh, I did. I did want to say, like, I do think the um, I, I hope that what he really loved in Goon, The Last of the Enforcers, comes out in this character just because everybody hates him so much right off the bat. Like, he just has that face and you're like, I want to punch him and it's yeah. not good. Um, I do find it interesting that the stuff that we've seen in the trailer hasn't isn't in the first episode at all. Like, I, we, we saw very little stuff from the first trailer so is that kind of throughout the whole season um the it definitely seems like it's sam's house that uh bucky and him are practicing with the shield Mm -hmm. and i'm like well the shield is not currently in his possession so i'm like how many episodes is that until that shield moment they're just Um, gonna take it from him i mean I, i honestly bucky could just do it with the one arm tied behind his back Ooh, the lucky cat arm not the lucky cat arm. The one that you know he could use the big strong arm. That's the arm. lucky cat arm. I know he could use the big scr- strong oh, he arm gets and to use that one. Yeah, well, I d- wonder as well is is Johnny Walker going to be some sort of super soldier? And I know a lot of people are like, how are they going to tie the mutants in? They're very clear delineations between experimented upon mm-hmm. people and mutants. And, and that's and always they been try the case. Very hard yeah. not to cross those lines, except for New York heroes. So Spider Man oftentimes ends up in stuff with the you know the x-men and whatnot ends up dating x-men but they try to keep x spider-man's bad guys are all people who've undergone similar things that he has they're not mutants and mutants stay in the the x-men thing they're either like uh they have technology or they've made themselves superheroes or supervillains or they've been experimented on themselves accidents have happened in some sort of laboratory scenario and so in we've got captain america and these are superheroes that have that are built in from the military is super soldier serum type stuff we probably will get that sort of vibe that's that's i mean we're not getting that from there then you're not telling that sort of story are you you're you're telling a different story and so i you're not going to get the mutants there's not gonna be mutant pieces brought into this because it's going to take away from this sort of captain america uh origin story and how you can you can you can give this one guy superhero serum yeah you can give another guy the exact same serum and this guy becomes a villain and this guy becomes a hero that's and, the story that and they're that's telling. the story that yeah. you want to tell because your villains need to be reflected in your heroes because they've made bad choices yeah i i really don't know what we're gonna get from the show like yeah. i and i'm excited about that because it's like it felt it felt like wandavision we had um Although we kind of knew how it was going to go and we got a vibe for it. We're, they're definitely going to deal with the particular issues that they have um, laid the groundwork for in the first episode being um, Sam does not feel worthy of being Captain America or being the hero that is the symbol for the world and America and uh, Bucky himself uh, does not feel worthy to exist. So... They're going to deal with both of those things, and it's going to be really wonderful. Um, I I really do think it's it, I I I am looking forward to them expanding and getting together because I think that they're better 
as a duo mm-hmm. um and they play mm-hmm. each other off like play and they kind of work through all the weirdness of the world i hope in this episode too all in all i really did enjoy especially the characterization and what the characters went through with this episode i just like it's the universe itself is complicated and it it's hard that it's so complicated and it has so many things that they they absolutely cannot deal with and dig into the shows because there isn't time and also interest and also it, it just opens up more questions the more you dig into it i yep. you fall into the rabbit hole and there are really no vines or ledges to grasp onto uh i'm looking forward to the action set pieces mm-hmm. and i'm hoping i don't have to shut my brain off to enjoy them going forward but a lot of this that i'm interested in has to do with that personal internal journey that both bucky and sam are on mm-hmm. and seem to be going through and i really hope that that is the prominent piece of the story and not the movement of Marvel timeline um, story. I I want them to go through a personal character Mm -hmm. story as opposed to getting to watch Jack Bauer go and save the day against some terrorists. Cause I I've seen all of those TV shows and it's so much better done when there's the, the personal journey is really the focal point. So right. as long as that's still the case, I'll still be here week in, week out, wanting to sit down and talk to you about it. And I got a real feel for that today because it's all initial set piece stuff. And the yeah. storyline we got with Sam, while frustrating from a foundational standpoint, at least sets precedent for what his story is going to be like. The storyline for Bucky, completely rooted and very strong foundationally, and then also got that personal lens left me feeling very empathetic and hopeful towards this character. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that if you're at this point, uh, being like, ah, winter soldier still deserves to be in jail. Um, go watch a different show. Cause you're just not going to get that yeah. in this cause, uh, redemption and, and restitution too. Like that's so important. And it's just really nice to actually see it involved in the show i'm i'm wondering how they're gonna get together that's my next like how do they get together because they can't possibly spend another episode apart yeah so my guess is it's something to do with something happens and suddenly he's like ah, i've got to bring bucky into this because or bucky's like i've got to ask sam in the comics uh Mm -hmm. bucky is in the in the graphic novel where the two are brought together that came out in the fall Mm -hmm. um which may have some connection here that they meet up because they're both investigating something and bucky shows up and a whole bunch of people have been killed and sam shows up to check in on somebody and finds them all dead and bucky's there and he's like oh my god there's all these people and he looks at bucky and he says did you and sam's like and bucky's like of course not (laughs) and i kind of feel like that would be a way that they'll bring them both together is that in this instance though i think bucky will be pursuing something personal and sam will be called in to check on something yeah and then that's how we're going to get the two of them together Uh, how they end up in counseling together though i can't wait to find out well i mean it's probably going to be like a condition of him being an active agent or being activated to be part of this whole thing is that they have to be in couples counseling together (laughs) and i just love it so much can't wait yeah uh i really like i really did enjoy this episode i just again like ah, the world itself has become very sticky and um complicated and so like that we're just calling that stuff out but yeah yeah, i can't wait next week 
next week. Yes, until until next week, we uh, bid you adieu. Make sure to like this video, subscribe. Um, same time, same channel next week. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, find time to quaff a tiger and play some battleship. <laughs> enjoy the simple times yes exactly and uh if people want to find you mm -hmm. and find what you're doing on the internet that would be great you can follow him at tavern tales dm we have another podcast together uh where we actually play D D, and we're playing through the tales of the yawning portal campaign and dragons campaign module together so if you're not sick of my voice or kyle's He's an exceptional DM. And uh, you also have a, a junior version with our two kids and their friends where you DM them through that. And if you're interested in following What the Fiction on Twitter, it is WT Force Media on Twitter. And that's where I post all sorts of stuff about the shows that yeah. we're currently talking about. This show, not sponsored by Tiger Beer. No, but we drank it. So... There you go. Uh, we look forward to seeing you all next week. Cheers. <laughs>